Hush Money is a production of iHeartRadio. This is Hush Money, the show that tackles the most taboo money topics you're currently thinking about. I'm Nicole Lappin, financial expert and author of books Rich Bitch and Boss Bitch. And I'm Jason Pfeiffer, editor-in-chief of Entrepreneur Magazine. And we believe that just because we're socially distancing doesn't mean we need to be financially distancing. Everyone has concerns about money these days, but the biggest problem is not talking about it. So that's why we're back for a special season to face these issues and talk about solutions. Because there are solutions. So let's not stress and get through this together. Hey, Nicole. Oh, hey, Jason. How's it going? Um, I'm a little exhausted, I'm not going to lie, because your small human living in your house is running our entire show. Yes, he is, because we cannot record until he goes to bed. Oh, he is draining me. I mean, I speak, I'm sure, for all parents. And I, I shouldn't complain because it's harder for him. He's a five-year-old. He doesn't know what's going on, but he's becoming needier and needier. And I'm having to juggle this thing where like, I need to work, but also I am both parent and friend and wrestling buddy and educator. And it's, oh, it's a lot. It's popsicle cleaner-upper. Popsicle cleaner-upper. It's true. You know what? He had popsicle all over his face tonight and he would not let me clean it up. And you know what? That kid is asleep right now with Popsicle all over his face because we just ain't doing it. So every time you talk about your children, Jason, and they're very, very adorable, but they are also very, very strong birth control for me. (laughs) And it reminds me of the time that I was at CNBC as an anchor and I did a Mm -hmm. story for the website about sex toys surging Uh in the recession because children are so expensive. And so people were like, well, we're going to really invest in that birth control because, you know, we don't have a lot of money and kids take a lot of money. That's amazing. Wait, oh, (laughs) that that reminds me of this crazy email that I got a few days ago. Um, Wait, hold on, let me find it. Um, Okay, Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, (laughs) so, uh, oh my God, it even includes the word surge. The subject line of this email that I got was, Sex doll retailer searching for staff after sales surge. Yep. And this is Sex Doll Genie, apparently the largest sex doll store in the world, with more than 2,600 premium handcrafted made-to-order sex doll designs. That is straight from the email. It has seen a 51.6% increase in orders from single men in February, with a 33.2% year-on-year growth in orders. And, Nicole. Yes, Jason. Here's a transition for you. This works out as a very nice tee-up for what we're talking about, which is not sex dolls, but is staff. Mm. You know, this sex doll retailer is searching for staff, which is cool because there are a lot of people searching for jobs. And uh, we heard from someone just like that. Hi, Jason and Nicole. I'm Daniel from Bolivia, and I'm studying abroad for a master's degree in marketing management in Spain. I'm passionate about marketing, and I was just about to enter a new career when coronavirus hit. As you can imagine, all internships were canceled or postponed, and I can't find any job openings. I'm not sure what to do, so I would like to know how do I get a job during this crisis and keep growing my career? Thanks. Well, Daniel, you know what? The sex toy industry and the sex doll industry, they are hiring, sir. That's what I'm talking about. 
this email that I got, it does say that Sex Doll Genie has already increased its customer service capacity. Once during the pandemic, it is now recruiting junior customer support representatives. But I would bet that a company like this, and there are a lot of companies like this who were just weirdly perfectly positioned in a pandemic. No, like another one is no, (laughs) God, no. No pun intended. Another one um, that is perhaps not a really wonderful pairing with sex dolls, but do you know Tushy, the bidet company? Oh. Also, surging. Oh my God. And (laughs) I'm sorry. Anyway, these companies are looking for people. And they may not be looking for exactly the thing that you do, right? Daniel is in marketing, but somebody can be in something else. But that's not to say that they don't need it. And if you approach them, like I guarantee if you were a brilliant marketer and you reached out to a company that was doing really well during this time and you said, here, I have ideas for you and bonus, I work for cheap. Or maybe I don't. Maybe you go for bust and you say, I work for a lot of money. I bet then they might say, oh, you know what? We cannot hire fast enough. We're growing. We're focusing on fulfilling these orders. We would like you. Conversely, you could approach a company that is not surging, but that still needs to be in business. And, you know, I mean, imagine approaching a travel agency right now who is freaking out because nobody's traveling and saying, I am great at marketing or I am great at customer support or I am great at whatever. I am here for you. Maybe we we work out something. You don't pay me right now at all. I'm just here to help. But as soon as things improve, maybe that I can come on staff or we can work out some freelance thing. Like people need right now. People need. And if you have a skill set that people want, then I say go out there and be proactive. Do not wait for like job postings. It's not the old world. There are no job postings. Just go out and present yourself and make the case and show that you are right for them. And I guarantee you will find some kind of opportunity and you'll continue to grow your career. Totally. And by the way, marketing for tushy companies and sex toy doll companies, that sounds pretty fun. Like, I don't know oh what my God, Daniel so fun. was hoping to do, but if he wanted to go into marketing for airlines or hotels or whatever industries that, you know, might not have the budget right now and aren't surging in sales, then yeah, I mean... Look at the ones that are. There's a ton of growth in the industries we've just talked about, in AI. I mean, what is the company? Gojo, I think, is the parent company of Purell. Oh. They're crushing it. Yeah, sure are. They're, I think, based out of Ohio or something, like a small company. And now they are probably in need of Daniel's skills. Although, if there is one company that doesn't need marketing help, it's probably Purell. Yeah, that's true. But there's so much growth and so many unexplored areas where... You can take your skills and find the shaded part of that Venn diagram of the companies and the industries that are growing. That's where you exist, in that shaded part. That's right. I think people need to stop thinking about the normal path, right? You have a skill, but you don't have to put that skill on the normal path. I mean, in fact, Nicole, you and I both have built our careers by recognizing what the normal path was and being like, we got to get off of that as fast as possible because that path is slow and it means that you're up against everyone else who is following the normal path. And now there just could not be a better time to say, there is another way to do this and go out and find it. You know, the big problem with being an employer who posts a job is you get a million people who are like, oh, you need a marketer? I'm a marketer, right? And all they do is present their skill set in this kind of generic way. 
don't do that. Instead, go out, like be proactive, go find someone who you know exactly how to solve their problem and then tell them how to solve it. Oh my God, they will love you. And if they don't have the money to hire you right now, I mean, that sucks. It would be better to be paid. But if you're not working anyway, you might as well be working for somebody and creating work and either that turns into a job for you later on, or you just help out this travel agency during this time and you're able to walk away showing that, you know, during this time where nobody was traveling, where planes were empty, I helped this travel agency. Yeah, like I innovated. I helped this company drive this many sales. That's why you should hire me because I am the right person for you at any time, good or bad. You know, I don't have those types of people that apply for jobs with me, but there have been times that I wasn't hiring for something. Like I got a few emails proactively from people that like picked apart some of the copy on my website and they were like, I work for Tony Robbins and blah, blah, blah. And here's Hmm. what I would do for you. And I I was like, I don't need a copywriter. And then I was like, oh, maybe I do. And so, (laughs) you know, I I wasn't necessarily looking for somebody, but if you're going to take that much initiative, and by the way, it's not that much. Like, He probably spent, what, 15 minutes on my site, wrote some sort of thoughtful email that went above and beyond and got my attention. No, I didn't hire that dude, but, you know, I I thought about him for a minute and I could have. (laughs) That doesn't feel like a great moral of that story. (laughs) I didn't. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't hire him, but it really (laughs) made me think. And, you know, Daniel came to me and he was like, listen, Nicole, I have studied your platforms and I know how to market you to make gazillions of dollars and here's how I would do it. Like, I'm going to talk to Daniel. Like, it's not that that gets you a job. There's more steps to getting a job and to creating a career. But you're absolutely right. This whole idea, I mean, before Corona, this idea of a career ladder was the most ridiculous thing ever. It's more like a rope swing or rock climbing. And you and I have both experienced this than a dumb ladder. And now I don't even know where we're in the jungle with the rope swinging or something like there's no rules. Forget about it. No, it's great. I mean, there's just there's no rules which is that you can create your own path. That's awesome. It's just constant. It's just chaos. So so just pick a direction. Yeah. I mean, if you write the rules for your life and career, you're destined to win. Yes, I completely agree. And this conversation has reminded me also of uh, just just because when we've already talked about sex dolls and we've already talked about tushy, I feel like we also have to talk about squatty potty. Oh my god! Naturally, right? That's, that's the I natural third tushy that's been missing was. this whole time. Oh no, tushy is different. Oh. Tushy squirts water up your butt. Squatty oh. potty helps you lift your legs while you poop. It's very different. This is a <sighs> educational so episode. Not, when we normally record before dinner, thanks, Jason. <laughs> so the reason I bring up the squatty potty is because Squatty Potty was made famous by this marketing company called Harmon Brothers. And they took this crazy product that nobody would want to talk about in public. And they made it into this fun thing with these great online campaigns. And the reason that I'm bringing this up is that you don't have to go to the premier companies. You don't have to go to the coolest places. Right now, If you can be a part of something that's obscure, something that seems kind of random, but that is exciting that you can make your mark on, you could be on really a more impressive rocket ship ride than if you somehow got yourself, you know, a good marketing job at Amex or something, because you're able to make a mark more. 
and people need you more. So I say, go out, just go out and find somebody. Search around on social media. You could post on LinkedIn and just say, hey, I got some time. I also got some skills. Who needs me? I guarantee. In fact, I did something like this for our copy chief, Stephanie Macrius, copy chief at Entrepreneur Magazine, because she had some time on her hands and she wanted to fill it. And I said, you know, I bet there are a million people working on really interesting COVID projects who could use some copy editing. And she, uh, I was like, I'll, I'll post on LinkedIn and just say you're available. And I did. And there was a flood of people who had really interesting projects. Like I was reading them. I was like, I want to work on these projects. And she started copy editing for them. And I guarantee that's going to turn into some kind of great freelance work for her or whatever going forward. She didn't get paid now, but it's relationships and experience later. And it's a mark on something cool. Normally, I would agree with the idea of like flexing and asking for more. I'm all about that. I actually, though, think right now it might be off-putting. And now that I think about the guy that proactively reached out to me, he asked for some absurd amount of money. And I think Mm. that's why it didn't continue. And I am all for taking care of the team and paying people what they deserve and probably overpaying. Um, but I think right now is not the time to flex really hard. And I've never said that before, but I've rethought a lot of my financial advice and career advice in general right now, as we all Oh, that's really interesting. So like, what about somebody who's not looking for a job, someone who has a job? Should you ever consider asking for a raise now? I know you're a big proponent of asking for raises. What about now? You should, absolutely. But I think that there is a balance between giving everything away for free, which, you know, a lot of brands and companies, Entrepreneur wrote a whole thing of like 200 things that companies were giving away for free. Like everything was free. And so you can't run a business giving everything out for free. I've thought about this a lot. We're no longer in that panic mode where you know, more in the new normal. We're adapting to life as it is. And so brands are now spending more money. They're not giving everything away for free. So I think there's a balance between like, I know my worth. I am not, you know, giving out pro bono work, but I'm not like flexing super hard because I'm not tone deaf to the situation either. Right. I mean, do you think someone should approach a boss right now and say, listen, I know times are kind of tight, but I have been kicking some serious ass over here and it's been, you know, my year review should be around now. So where the money? (laughs) This is like any other time too. When you're asking for a raise, you know, do you actually think you would give yourself a raise? Like if you worked at Purell right now and you were busting your ass and you were working 24 seven, maybe. Yeah, for sure. If you weren't, again, read the room really hard, especially when it comes to your career and also show the value that you have brought. Like if you came to me and we're in some crazy growth industry and we're working around the clock, like I have my own stuff that I'm doing. I don't know exactly all the things that you've done and the projects you brought in and the clients you brought in and the sponsors you brought in and the money you've made. Remind me how you helped me make money to get us through these times and I will totally hook you up. But that was in BC times too. I think it's just always important when you're asking for a raise to really show how you've been of service and not start with the whole, I deserve this, blah, blah, blah. No, this is not a charity. This is business. (laughs) Show me that you made me money. Thank you. I don't care if you're a woman or man, a turtle, you know, 
show me the money. Where the money, turtle? <laughs> <laughs> um, this makes me think in this very roundabout way of this moment, which I'm going to tell you because it's funny and I don't think I've ever told this story publicly, but what it made me think about was how maybe now isn't the time to ask for that raise, but it's the time to lay the groundwork for that raise. It's the time to step up and make people realize that like you are the person that they want when times get bad. You are the person who steps up like crazy. And so I remember recognizing the value of that. And this is the story that I've never told. When I got my first national magazine job, it was 2008, and I worked at Men's Health, and I ran this section, which at the time was called Mailgrams, which was just terrible. I mean, it sounds like a male stripper showing up at your door, Mailgrams. But that's what it was. It was called Mailgrams. It was a front of book section. So it was like 20 pages of advice and whatever. And there was always a page, uh, like a sex-themed page. And the sex-themed page that month was advice on how to have phone sex. And then very, very shortly before this issue went to the printer, we got an announcement from our boss. And the announcement was Barack Obama was going to be on the cover of the issue. And our boss wanted us to scrub anything in the issue that was potentially touchy, but you don't have time to like scrap things. So I had to go through this page about phone sex and come up with language that was safe while also talking about phone sex. I had to take the word nipple out and replace it with another word where it was clear that we were talking about nipples but it would be okay to, I don't even know Barack Obama's PR team. Like, I have no idea who I was, but I was sitting there at like 11 p.m. doing this, and I was so annoyed by it, and it was so absurd, and I was getting really angry just at the whole situation. And I was like, screw my boss, screw Barack Obama, like nipples, let's just write the word nipple and get this done with. And anyway, then I realized, I, I, I paused, and this is the reason I'm telling you the story. I paused and I realized, wait a second. This is a massive opportunity. They need something. No matter how dumb it is, they need somebody. There is a crisis moment, a stupid and yet real crisis moment in the company. And who is going to be remembered for stepping up and being like, I am the guy who will stay until 11 p.m. and take the word nipple out of this story because Barack Obama is on the cover. I am your guy. And that actually is an amazing place to be when things go wrong and you can step up and be recognized as the person who can be there and who will do the work and who will be creative and hardworking and will not complain and will just do it. That is someone who you, if you're the boss, wants to keep around. And I was very valued at that company because I just started seeking out those opportunities. And this is now opportunity. It may not be the time where someone's going to give you the raise, but I guarantee that they are going to remember you for stepping up and saying, things are tough. I got it. Put it on my shoulders. I got it. We'll talk about compensation later. I got it right now. You're going to remember that. We've now covered sex dolls, squatty potty, tushy, and finding other words for nipples in this episode. Didn't expect it at the beginning of this. Didn't know this is where it was going. I know, me neither. Um, and I started this actually by talking about birth control. Um, and it, oh, and yeah. I've thought a lot about recently how pregnancy is going to change the career game for women because you actually can't tell if a woman is pregnant now. 
over Zoom. And so, you know, subliminally or not, like you can say whatever you want. The fact of the matter is that a lot of women get passed up for raises and promotions and stuff like that when they are visibly pregnant and employers know that they are going to, you know, go on a long maternity leave or probably not have as much time to stay at the office till midnight or whatever. And I think that it might actually level the playing field in a lot of ways because in this Zoom culture, like, you can't tell. Maybe your face got a little puffy, but like nobody's saying anything about that. <laughs> right. Right. That, that could just be because you're home eating a lot. Yeah. Wine from last night. And uh, right. That's a great point. And also the more remote work is being accepted, the more flexibility there is. And therefore, maybe the less there is this fear of somebody not coming into the office, the expectations I don't know. What do you think about that? Well, I think there's a lot of fear in general. And I would say, too, if you're worried about sharing with your community and you're worried about posting on social media and you think you got to be like flexing and faking McFakerson and it's all good with your job. No, this is not the time for that. And we've all been in bad work situations, you know, laid off, furloughed, fired, you know, whatever. And now it's not even a representation of you Likely. Maybe it is. Who knows? Um, Mm. But we're in a pandemic. I think your community is going to be really helpful in knowing your skills and your talent because maybe they've worked with you in the past or maybe they know how great you are and they just understand that this is a crazy ass time. And so I would actually just try to open up and not be scared of sharing it with your community. Because yes, there are all of the job resources and the Indeeds and the monsters of the world. And then there are new ones like candor.co or levels.fyi where they're, you know, updating in real time and all these great resources. But your community is really the first line of defense. You got to just ask. You got to, that's right. Ask, but like ask and show at the same time. Showing is I am here and I am awesome. And here's why. That's the key, right? Yep. To wrap it all into a nice little bow, there are opportunities out there from companies that need you, from companies that have no idea that they need you. And there's no way either of them are going to know about you unless you show up big. There's this Latin phrase that I'm going to butcher. I think it's QED and it's whatever. Demonstrata. Yeah, that sounds like Latin. Right? And um, uh-huh. and I yeah, love good. the phrase. I didn't know you were fluent. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but it's the idea that by doing, you're actually showing it, right? It's like on dating yeah. apps when I see guys say they're witty. Like, no, if you were witty, you would say something witty. <laughs> you wouldn't just say you're witty, <laughs> right? Yes. Right, right, right. It's like truly creative people don't sit around talking about how creative they are. They just are creative. That's right. They just figure out how to get the nipples out of the story. (laughs) And with that perfect callback, um, Nicole, we have reached the conclusion of a stage in our lives because this is the end of our special coronavirus season. I don't want it to be the end. Does it have to be the end? Well, you want it to be the end of us recording this late. No, now I'm sad about it. (laughs) No. Well, Nicole, I have been delighted to spend this quarantine a Zoom away from you. I'm kind of in denial that this is over right now. I did, are we really at, are we really ending this? Well, I mean, we're, I mean, we're not going to end anything. Here's the thing. 
Nothing lasts forever. Good things and bad things. So bad things with this crazy corona situation and good things with obviously this being the best podcast in the history of the world. Nothing lasts forever. So that's the good news and the bad news at the same time. Well, I think we'll be back. Yeah, duh. All right, stay tuned, everyone. (laughs) And that is Hush Money. Hey, are you subscribed to Hush Money wherever you get your podcasts? You should be. And please give us a rating, which helps others find the show. It sure does. And if you want to keep up with us on social, I'm at Nicole Lappin. Jason is at Hey Pfeiffer. And for the podcast specifically, it's at Hush Money Podcast on Instagram. We've got great people to thank. Our amazing producer is Christina Everett. Thanks also to Mangesh, Hatikador, Will Pearson, Beth Ann Macaluso, and Nikki Etor, and the rest of the great iHeart team. Our sound editing is by Mary Duke. And a special thanks to my badass NBG team, Sabrina Anderson, Megan Nelson, and Kate Garrison. Hush Money is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hold up. 